So today's episode's going to be slightly different. It's going to be more of a personal podcast, a little life update. Um, I took the summer off, um, and that was for many reasons. There were just a lot of things that we had going on as a family that we were doing. We were um, on the move. We went to Florida, things like that. And there were also a lot of things that came up pregnancy-wise that really, I think, challenged me in many ways. And I think it really grew my faith, as I've seen in most trials in my life or hardships, is when something that is not normal or something that is kind of disrupts the peace. I've seen my faith grow stronger or be really tested. And this has kind of been one of those times. So I'll start at the beginning of my pregnancy. I found out I was pregnant, uh, I would say October, sorry, not October, March of this year. And contacted my midwife, told my doula. And what's funny is we actually decided to keep this pregnancy a secret a little bit longer partly because I kind of wanted to see how long I could go without telling people or how long people like would take to notice before I start showing anyway so we just decided not to tell people we kind of decided to tell people after we found out the gender which started to get harder because we were going to church and I was struggling to find clothing but we were so excited. I remember my first ultrasound um, was around like 20 weeks, and that was the anatomy scan. And my midwife hadn't sent me away to do any t- uh, ultrasounds in the beginning because we thought we were fairly certain on when my last cycle was. Again, I, I've had babies super close together, So I'd only had two cycles before I got pregnant, two or three. And so dating wise, it was a little funky. Like when I went in, my midwife was like, oh, you're a lot further along than we think you are. So that was a bit of a shock. And then I went to the first ultrasound, which was the anatomy scan. That was to figure out, you know, if baby was doing health, like growing and, you know, developing and you find out the sex and all this and I remember sitting there and you know she the ultrasound tech looked at me and she goes well she's like it's a girl and I remember just like crying like with joy like I swore it was a boy and I was totally okay if it was a boy I had had such peace going in going it's okay if we have three boys like I love Boys are so chaotic, and I, they have so much energy. But I was like, you know what? It's okay if we have three boys. I'm kind of resigned to the fact that I might just be a boy mom. And Steve and I have always talked about how, we, of course, we would love a little girl, and that would be the sweetest addition to our family. And we got, we were told the news that it was a girl. And I think I was in denial for the longest time. I was like, nah, it's probably still a boy. Like, they probably just, like, looked wrong or whatever. But I remember I 
my midwife had like they had called her and talked to her about the scans and she called me and she was like so baby looks like baby's growing great brain looks great everything looks great but and I remember my heart just like dropping when she said but (laughs) I was like oh no what now and my last two pregnancies were perfect everything was on point and so I was like I had never expected a but and she goes it looks like she's showing signs of cleft lip and I I remember just kind of not knowing what to do with that and she kind of asked me how I was feeling and I was like "Mm, I don't know (laughs) because I didn't know how to process it and I remember hanging up and calling my mom and just telling her and then I just started bawling and I was like she's not she's gonna be cute but it was like this grief of like she's not gonna be the normal we expected which is so funny because I'm like it's so weird to grieve like such a it's like a small thing like oh cleft lip like she's you know she's completely normal she's fine she's growing and I was like I don't know why I'm so upset about this but it was an abnormality that my expectations like I just wasn't expecting and so from there we we had talked with our midwife and decided, you know, we should go in to a hospital, so like a different place, and we need to establish care in the hospital, um, like in case of, you know, something else is wrong or whatever, and we need to get an additional scan. So I think I was, uh, I want to say like 20... 27 weeks uh and I went in and they did a scan and there were so many things that came up and I was like I'm just here for cleft lip to see like how bad it is or you know to see if it's cleft palate and like what to do after like I've given birth and all this stuff and I remember there were so many things that they listed they listed Oh, she could have heart issues. They said she could have, um, or she's growth restricted. She's, it's looking right now that she's in the one percentile. And like all of this disheartening news that you just don't ever want to hear. And I remember just on the way home, like questioning and I'd been questioning and wrestling is this my fault did I do something was it the supplements I am or am not taking was it the food I'm eating it was like all of these thoughts of like did I do something to her which is not the case and actually had nothing to do with me but it's those thoughts that like go through your head and I remember sitting down with my midwife and like talking through things with her and I was like look I said I'm the ultrasound technician kind of said some things and then the doctor said one thing the next like when he came in I just I don't know 
and she was like, she has been, she's really good with like, she measures me and she feels where baby is like, does like mapping and stuff and kind of sees like if she's head down and hears her heartbeat and stuff every visit. And she was like, well, I'm not, not super concerned like with the heart issues. I'm just, I'm not hearing what they're hearing. Um, and she had been in contact with one of the midwives at the hospital about because the midwife had access to the ultrasounds. And so my midwife and the midwife at the hospital were talking about this and like discussing like, you know, one thing that was kind of put on the table as well, if baby is not thriving in utero, then I would need to have been induced. I would not be able to have a home birth. I would not be able to and like all of these things and it just the stress and the anxiety and the worry everything just kind of added up and we hadn't told anyone and I I think it was like there were many reasons we didn't tell people and maybe that was more on me but I remember getting together with a friend and at the end, kind of like right before I was about to leave, she's like, oh, did you have something you like wanted to tell me? And it kind of just all poured out. And she goes, oh, my word, how long have you been holding that? Like carrying that? And I said, a while. I said, I don't know why we haven't really told people. I think we've just, I felt that people are going through bigger issues. And I, it seems stupid because it's like she, she is relatively healthy and that we know of and all these things it's just the unknowns and I remember her just praying over me and speaking really encouraging words and just saying that everybody was going through something and just because people were going through bigger or smaller things didn't mean that I wasn't going through something or that my thing wasn't valid and I think that was super important to hear because I feel like a lot of times as Christians you know even in the church we we go through life and we're like oh well you know I I need a car and that's not as big as someone's um, mom dying that's in the church so I'm not gonna say anything and it's these things that like they're big burdens on us but we don't feel like they're going to be they're not burden enough for somebody else to handle if that makes sense they're not big enough and so we don't share and I realized the importance of sharing and so I finally reached out to our church and I was like look I have a prayer request and this is it and this is um this is what's going on with our baby like everything's not been fine we've kind of been lying through our teeth every Sunday you know you go and they'd be like how's baby how are you feeling you're like great um and the whole church I remember just people coming up to us every Sunday and asking how are you doing any news like we've been praying for you and I think it was just that sense of community that like I've never felt from a church and I realized how important it was and how amazing 
community when done right is not saying our church gets it perfect but it's a better example of what I've seen so far in my life so following that and getting together with my midwife I got to my get got together again with my midwife right before um oh we had discussed having another ultrasound around like 32 weeks for just to see if she was growing consistently and I remember sitting down and I was like yeah my appointment's next week and I sat at my midwife and she was like how are you feeling and I said I remember just like I've never cried before in front of her and it's not like I didn't ever want to cry there was ever no ever like reason to cry and I was like I just don't know like I want this Zion's birth was such a good birth experience that I want this again and I had hospital trauma with Sage and I don't want that again I know a little bit more this time around but it's like a if I like I don't want to be induced I want like I I don't know I trust my body (laughs) and she just looked at me and she was like she gave me a hug and she goes oh my word you get like you and Steve have been through so much with this pregnancy but one thing that was really cool is she told me that like if I did transfer a um I would have my doula at the hospital and actually she would also come with me she would be allowed to be in the room and kind of be like a um medical professional like uh on my team or whatever and that was really encouraging and at this point I think going home from that appointment I was encouraged and I was also just that like I've been I had been praying for weeks and for months on end about this every night and every second and it's like it's so funny because it's like the one thing I prayed was, Lord, let me have a chunky baby. And a lot of women, I feel like listening to this are going to be like, oh my word, she wants to push out a big chunky baby. But when you're told that your baby is so small that it's not, you know, that's going to be this tiny thing that's, you know, going to, it's growth restricted, it's not doing well, or maybe it's not doing well. That's like the biggest thing is, pray that you know her heart things resolve that her that she's this nice chunky baby so today we went in for an ultrasound the 32 week ultrasound and let me tell you guys (laughs) this is why I don't like hospitals but thank goodness God gave me a stubborn personality um I kind of had to fight for the information to, like, understand what was going on. And my midwife had sent me in to get the ultrasound to make sure that she was growing at a consistent rate. I said, look, I'm afraid that they're going to induce me because I have a small baby. And she said, I'm not. She said, you will still have a home birth even if you have a small baby. I'm not concerned about a small baby. I'm concerned about... The fact that she's not thriving. She's not getting the nutrients she needs from her placenta. Like from the placenta. So that's what we were. That's what I went in to find out. To look for. And the lady. she, I had Steve come with me. And 
we sit down and she's doing the scan. She's, you know, she, we got some great photos this time. And I remember seeing those photos and just laughing because I was like, this baby is not in the first percentile. And at this ultrasound, they said she was actually in the sixth percentile. She was a little bit bigger. I was like, this baby is not in the sixth percentile. She's chunky. So they, you know, the lady finishes the scan. She puts us out in the waiting room. She's like, I'll be right back. Then she comes back and she's like, oh, here's your like prescription or whatever. That's the word she used. I don't know why she said it that way. She's like, uh, we need to be seeing you every week. And I said, but why? She said, in a like very like condescending like tone, like, well, we were supposed to be seeing you every week since July, but you decided not to show up. And I was like, because my midwife that was outside of the hospital, we talked and we decided that that wasn't necessary. I came in for a growth scan to make sure she's growing consistently. I said, based on the last scan, is she growing consistently? I asked that question, very straightforward. And she looked at me and she goes, well, I don't, like, I can't answer that. A doctor needs to. And I said, okay, can you please go find me a doctor that I can speak to? Because again, it was, that's something I needed to know. And they weren't giving me the information. So she leaves and eventually comes back and she said, well, he's in a meeting. Um, there's a midwife here that can talk to you. And I said, perfect. So we go into a, like a consult room and um, they set us down and midwife comes in and she's like, look, I looked at your stuff. Um, you know, we had seen last time she had heart issues and she was growth restricted. This is why we wanted to be seeing you once every week and you didn't show up and schedule those appointments. And now that you're past this certain time, we want to see you two times a week. And it's just kind of condescending with me. And I said, okay. I said, look, my midwife that is not in this hospital, she's not in the network, is in contact with a midwife that is in the hospital. I said, and together they're discussing this case and they decided I needed, together, they decided I need a 32 week ultrasound. And she looked at me and she goes, well, that midwife didn't see the scans. Like she doesn't know what she's talking about. And I was like, first, I didn't say that, but I knew that the midwife had access to the scans because if she's working in the hospital, she has access to my files anyway. And I said, okay, but based on, I came in and based on the last ultrasound I had, is she growing at a consistent rate? And I can't remember if she really answered that question or not, um, or if she kind of dodged it. And I then said, okay, well, the doctor last time had said, like, if we moved my dating around, that I wouldn't necessarily be considered high risk anymore. Like, things would be a little bit different. And she looked at me, she goes, oh, well, I didn't see that. Um, let me go check. And then she was like, I might have to grab the doctor. Finally, the doctor comes in that I had talked to last time. And his demeanor this time was a lot better. And I felt like he was very clear. I felt like he really listened. He asked if we had questions. He really heard me out, which again, <laughs> positive when they do that. 
he sat us down and was like explaining the heart issues. He hadn't really seen much of it this time around. Um, but they had confirmed or not confirmed, but they said they, it might be cleft palate. And so that is going to be a huge thing when it comes to breastfeeding and feeding afterwards and she might need surgery. So that was like something that was put on the table that was a little frustrating and discouraging to hear. Uh, but again, it's not going to be confirmed until she's bored because I still can't really see that. But then he had mentioned like growth and he was like, this is kind of why we'd wanted to see like once a week because all these things like the scans are only like valid for a week and so like therefore we have to keep doing them to make sure like the placenta is providing oxygen and nutrients and he's like but the last two scans he said even though she's in the sixth percentile she's on her own like growth curve and she seems to be growing I didn't see any issues last time or this time with the placenta but we want to keep making sure and I said okay he said oh we typically go on dating based on the first ultrasound he said but we don't have that ultrasound i said okay but i talked with my midwife and we agreed that this date it was closer to the ultrasound and yada yada and he goes oh well that might change things he's like i'll be right back comes back like two seconds and goes okay so that changes everything means you're not high risk i don't need to see you it means that you are in the 36 percentile with this baby and like all these things and I was like okay <laughs> and super excited about that but this is getting long but at the end of this I do I kind of want to talk about more my thought process through all of this and kind of like even with my faith because that's where I started and saying my faith is questioned and I go through this whole story and so my at the beginning I really you know questioned and struggled and said what am I what have I done did I do something and then thinking of oh have I done something is this God punishing me for something I've done all of those thoughts and with everybody praying for us and me praying every night and every day for a chunky baby, a healthy baby. I also remember coming to peace with certain things. I came to peace about, okay, this baby is going to need more or different things from us. And that's going to have to be okay. She is going to be beautiful. God still created her and knit her together, however way that is. She, we don't share the name, but she is the embodiment of her name, uh, meaning, because we pick our kids' names with meaning. And we had picked her name out before we knew a lot of this stuff that had come up and afterwards my mom was like she is the embodiment of her name like the meaning of her name which is so funny and so every time that we say her name or whatever gonna be reminded of how God has worked through this entire pregnancy and God has been 
so gracious and there are so many things that still could come up because I'm only, you know, 30 some weeks. But yet there was also a point, you know, where I talked about like induction was on the table and that birth, my birth plan might've looked different and still might, but it's the piece of, and the prayer of that God is going to work however I give birth to this baby, wherever I give birth, if it's in a hospital, I pray that God will use, you know, this birth to his glory because ultimately it's not about me and it's not about me having the perfect birth. Um, as long as me and the baby are safe, of course, that's important, but also like to his glory and how is this birth going to glorify him? Which is kind of funny because you don't necessarily think about that when it comes to birth, but yet we do with all of the other aspects of our lives. And so whether it's home birth or I do end up getting induced and do end up going to a hospital to have her, whatever it may be, be to the glory of him who has allowed me to carry this child and who has knit her together perfectly. So that has been the last eight months of our lives. And that is, you know, kind of been wrapped up into one episode. I'm sorry that this was long. If any of you have questions or anything, please feel free to ask. I am an open book and I... I'm totally down to talk about more about this pregnancy and about different things. I have so much fun making these for you guys and interviewing different women. And so what you can do to help me out is leave a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Share this with all your friends and family as well. New episodes come out every Thursday, 8 a.m. Central Time. This is Elise Weathers, and this is Womanhood in the Rock.